Welcome to the Next Brave Thing podcast. My name is Ella Hooper, and I believe that breakthrough is on the other side of bravery. This podcast features brave stories, emotional health, and creativity to inspire you to take your next brave step. So, Jenna, thank you so much for joining me. I'm so excited to meet you in real life. In I've real heard, life. Yeah, we have such cross, so many people that we have in common, so it's yes. fun to actually get to sit across from you. It is so fun, and I already feel excited because we've just been bantering, and it's the first time we've ever met. It's actually, my, I was thinking, my cheeks don't usually hurt this much from smiling. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we've only been together for like 10 minutes. <laughs> I know. It's just fun when you meet someone like that you like spark with. It's so fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so I'm having you on the podcast because I heard you on my friend Justin Abbey's podcast talking about productivity and habits Mm. and you're a coach and you have all this kind of entrepreneurial background. You're a mom, a wife. You do so many diverse things. So tell our audience just a little bit about who you are and what you do. Okay. I am a mom of three and I've been married for 15 years. My husband and I actually have our own marriage podcast. Yes. And the whole, it's so fun. The reason that started actually was in the idea of he and I are very different and we didn't have a lot of overlap with common interests. Really? So like hobby wise, like I'm always going to be, let's go for a bike ride. Let's go paddle boarding. Let's do go on this trip, like spontaneous. And he's Let's watch a movie. Let's play a strategy game. Let's read next to each other on the back porch. I'm like, okay. I think I also have ADD. So I have a lot of energy, too. And he's more subdued. So in that, I mean, honestly, there have been pain from not having as much crossover, almost feeling not chosen, but then realizing Mm. that, like, oh, you're not saying no to me or wanting to spend time with me. It's the activity I'm proposing is not your cup of tea. So we started the podcast because we both love relationships and had taught a bunch. So what if we taught? But I taught to moms. I helped start the moms group here at our church. And then he taught to men's. He leads a men's purity group. So there wasn't – it's like, oh, we both like that, but we're not – we're literally – can't do that together (laughs) either of those avenues. So we started it, and it's been so fun. But it's been cool then to, like – because that's the purpose in seasons that our lives yeah. are too full, like not having shame of like, oh, like the last three weeks we haven't done an episode, but it's okay. Yeah. Because we care more about our balance mm. of life and our capacity than we do yeah. being impressive, you yeah. know, or whatever else would motivate killing our grace yeah, <laughs> to yeah, yeah, yeah. produce something every week. So. Yeah, and I love that because I feel like I talk to a lot of couples where they get stuck there. Like you, you know, stuck in that place of we don't have anything in common, so this is just how it is. Whereas you're so creative and you're like, well, maybe a <laughs> podcast. I love that. And I think that's what you're in for today, guys, as you listen, is just creative thinking. And I mm. think that's what I've noticed about you and getting to know you. Let's think out of the box I totally, to solve a problem. Which is funny because sometimes it's hard for me to think inside the box. Like following yeah. a recipe is like impossible. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like people are like, oh, I love this. What was the recipe? And then I send them and I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't actually. F- I did like half of that. And then the other half I ad-libbed and I don't even know what I did. <laughs> so yes. it's funny. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually, I always tease that. um I feel like a Roomba, like a lot of times when um, you encounter something you can't do. So like my husband's never going to be as excited about my hobbies as as I am or vice versa. But yeah. I think a lot of times people, that's like the Roomba getting stuck in the corner. You're aware of the can'ts. I can't yeah. do this. I can't do that. I can't do this. And then you just keep circling back versus like when you just adjust the Roomba, be like, okay, we know what you can't do. But what can you do? And it's just a perspective yeah, shift of like, so good. you know where your boundaries are, but like there's so many other things. So I just, I always kind of tease that I don't waste time and I can't land. 
because oh, it's just not so helpful. Good. You know, like and yeah. you get hopeless and discouraged or upset at him. Yes. Like, why aren't you different or whatever? Wow. Did I miss it? And you're like, oh, actually, that's on like nothing yeah. else lives there. Let's turn it our perspective and figure out what does work for us. Yeah, you know? that's so empowering. I love that way of thinking. I'm curious to know how you met. We met in um, our church, local church. You go to Bethel, yeah, obviously, yeah, too. Yeah. Uh, ministry school. So oh, he was he okay. was actually uh, three years younger. So really? I met him when he was 19, and I had graduated from college. Wow. So I was like, nope, you're yeah. a baby, and yeah. I have a degree, so I'm clearly impressive. Yeah. Which is funny now, and I'm like. <laughs> and so you have three kids. We do. We have a nine-year-old, a six-year-old, and a four-year-old. Wow. They're oh, fun. and. Lots of energy. Lots of personality. Oh, yes. Yes. I literally am like, I don't think as fast. Like, I would think as fast as maybe one of them. Yeah. But three of them. And then they like, you have to define all the boundaries. Otherwise, they're like, well, you never said that. I can't put tattoos on my face. And I'm like... I did not say that. <laughs> I am saying that. that now. Uh, yeah. like, like, <laughs> yeah. Do I decree it? It's a yeah. national decree. Don't wow. put tattoos on your face. <laughs> oh, that's oh, so cute. I love that. And so you have, I know you, well, the way I first heard about you years ago was Turbans for Tots. I feel like that's a mouthful. A it is. Bit. <laughs> I love alliteration. <laughs> yeah. Turbans for Tots. Turbans for Tots. Yes. And you, any newborn, it's like the gift that you give, like, these little kids. Yeah. Yes. So I feel like. Most people don't understand. Turban's just like a, a, a cloth hat. headband. Yes, yeah. yes. And there were hats that we made that were cotton and stretchy, but it was yeah. all local. I started it when my oldest daughter was born because oh, everything wow. was like pink and sparkly. And yes. I was like, where's the gray linen bow? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't actually need sequins on my yes. one-month-old's head. No, I'm good. yeah. So then we made it, and then it grew quite big. Um, it became, I think at the peak was probably 2020 and I had like mm-hmm. 19 employees and everything was made wow. locally and then we'd ship it around the world. And then, um, yeah, but it's funny because people would be like, oh, you're an entrepreneur. And I'm like, ah, this just happened. I, yeah. like, you can't call you someone who's like one, yeah, one yeah. time. So now it's funny because I've since sold yeah. that business and started yeah. habit coaching. And I had to yeah. have this season of like, oh, I, I guess I am an entrepreneur. Like, yeah. I didn't mean to yeah. do it again, but then it happened again. So I'm like, oh, I guess this is in me. <laughs> that is your, that's your DNA. Totally. But I kind of feel like, sorry, yeah. yeah. I wonder if you could really, I almost feel like it's less entrepreneur and it's more, it goes in the vein what we were talking about with creative solutions. Because yes. I never set out to do that, but I yes. see a problem and I'm like, how can we solve it? Yes. And then if I solve it, I want to give away the solution to others. It's yeah. Kind of oh, yeah. How that's it feels totally. more like where it works for me. I'm curious, how did Turban for Tots grow? Like, was it social media? Yeah, it was yeah. Pinterest. Oh, Something wow. got like one of the, I put a photo of my daughter in one of the products. Yeah. And it went viral and it was like in a month repinned a million times or that's something like crazy. that. That's so, crazy. And then, yeah, so just a ton of natural traffic organic, off of yeah. that. Yeah, organic. Yeah. That's it. Not that's natural. The one. <laughs> no additives in this traffic. But <laughs> yeah. then, um, it's funny because so then we went from like um, sixty dollars the first month and then it was like fifteen hundred, three grand, six grand. It just like wow grew so fast, which was actually a bit overwhelming because then all yes. your I'm not naturally systematic and yes. all the systems that I put oh my all gosh. my effort into were obsolete the next month. You know, yeah. it was quite a lot. Yeah, so, but um, yeah, the first two years I worked like 
70 plus hours and I had a newborn and you had a newborn wow it's funny because one of my friends was like hey can you show me I'm interested in maybe doing a legging business and then once we met after like 15 minutes she was like okay I'm not actually interested in doing that much work so I'm gonna shelf this do I just keep on with the coffee yeah yeah that feels fair (laughs) yeah it's a lot of work and you probably didn't set out knowing that yeah no maybe what I've agreed to but then got employees and got it up and running yeah oh I love that that's so brave are you um so what led you because you have the habit lab right yes habit Habit lab Lab. I'm a habit coach and I do courses so yes mainly I do like three month semesters is what I say yeah what led me from yeah answer the question I can let you ask you're doing great you're doing great to go from turbans to habit what happened was um the largely we lost a ton of traffic so in Mm. 2021 the ios operating system switched to where you can across track the platforms (laughs) that was not a good sentence but it was crazy how a direct correlation of our traffic dropping was our revenue dropping so then it was like everything shifted so then we tried to hide because i had always done our ads personal like in-house by myself Mm -hmm. which was exhausting trying to keep up with all the algorithms which i do not miss at all i'm so impressed it was a lot yeah so then when it didn't work anymore, we hired a company and ho- and hoped, but it didn't quite work. So we slowly just, it was such a painful season of yeah. letting go people and not knowing if it was going to turn around because we were eight years old at that point and yeah. had been doing it for a while. Yeah. And then I also um, really loved intentionally building company culture with like people that we loved. So it wasn't mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. random people you're letting go. It was people who, who yeah. had helped you build. And it felt very personal because- yeah what they did enabled me to be at home more with my babies because so the first two years worked a ton and then eventually got to the spot where the last like three I was probably averaging 10 to 15 hours a week so able to do what everybody would love to to stay home with their babies while making an income so I felt very like aware of their work let me do that so then as I'm letting them go I was like gutted is the only word that I feel like like it it felt like Mm. so anyways um then 2022 it actually got to the point of like oh we're actually we have to majorly scale back because we lost um money in the last quarter of the year so I made was deciding like are we just going to get manufactured or are we going to keep going how are we going to proceed and I just realized I was done yeah wow I was like I don't think I don't I'm not my oldest or my youngest baby was three yeah my womb's closed yeah, so I'm like done. I'm not actually doing more baby stuff I don't know yeah. that I want to get continue in this industry mm. so then we scaled back we let everybody go except me with the idea that I was gonna we were gonna sell it and just mm-hmm. sell as is to someone and then it didn't happen as quickly so then yeah. I was running everything we wow. went from like I hadn't sewn anything for five years to I was literally the marketing department, the new product department, because we had like all these models that we'd send free stuff, to, almost like a subscription in exchange yes. for their photos. We'd send them free stuff. Yeah. Then orders, customer service, the shipping department, quality control. Literally, we went from 12 people to me. Yeah. And I was so far out of it. Like, it was a lot. And even yeah. I'm, I'll never forget, like, when we were moving this stuff, because we had, went from a 1,200 square foot office to my home. Like, we oh, kicked wow. my son out of his bedroom. Yeah. Frankly, it was so step backwards. Yes. Hit to the pride. I wow. like. I don't actually know a time in my life that I felt more shame mm, because yeah. very much like, oh, I could have done things differently. Yeah, if I had been more on top of the books, the trends, more connected with the staff, would I have been able to yeah. thwart this? Like, could have if I had done things differently, we probably wouldn't have been right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then even oh. just letting go, everybody. Like, I had people who. Um, had been with me five, six years, like a mom and a daughter who'd moved from Arkansas and worked for me the entire time. So just was like, 
not casual. You yeah, know? it's really, oh, I mean, I even know that from building a school that we've got some painful zingers moments. Like yeah, when, you're, when the- you're like, oh, I regret that or if I could have done that better. And and then when there's someone else involved, it's oh, not just yes. you reaping the consequences yes. of, I would have done that differently, you know? Yeah. So I got pretty introspective yeah. for a while. Wow. And then I also was working at the airport, which is oh, interesting. Cool. It was yeah. fun. But the flip side is that I was working really early and mm-hmm. I wasn't really adjusting my sleep. So I think I actually was a little depressed yeah. in addition to yeah. dealing with, like just physically was not able supporting my body when yes. it probably needed support yes. the most, you know? I can so, imagine that would have been really, like, I'm using this word tormenting, I don't want to be dramatic, but like like that, like the tug of war inside you of like the grief of something that you build being mm-hmm. in that place, but then also the people like feeling like, oh, I'm letting down people and and the overdrive of like, I could have done this better. I could have done that. like that's a lot of inner turmoil going on. You've nailed it. Yeah. It's so true. I yeah. felt like I told someone I was like, I felt like I was just riddled with shame. Like it was almost yeah. like I had stage four cancer of shame, mm, like all wow. over. Yes. And just how I was not enough for my husband, like the, the yeah. loop of I'm not enough. So, yeah. Interestingly, fast forward, one of my friends, um, I hope everybody has a friend in their life who will tell them the truth. <laughs> Is this Holly, by the yes! way? Yes. Holly, I need to have her on my podcast too. Holly, Holly Brunson. She was a genius. I I did my internship at Bethel Media when she was head of Bethel TV. So we've always just connected since then, and we occasionally will have dinner and stuff. So, yeah, she's she's so wise. She is. Like sometimes when she's speaking, you're like, I I actually I'm like the lean in moments is what I call them. I'm like, oh, listen, this is a casual. She's very wise. (laughs) So she was like, what did she say? I was like, Holly, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can run it by myself. I don't like. Yeah. practically and she was like well not as you are you probably are going to have to go after decreasing some of your weaknesses which I would say are and I was like well what are they and she was like time management ability follow through <laughs> I just started listing and I was like okay and I was taking notes yeah. I think that's the difference too of like yeah actually listening when you get good feedback because you're and like she's kind oh she's so kind and not and I had asked for it as yes. well and that's the Key thing, guys. Yeah, yeah. Having <laughs> Jenna asked ask for it. it. Yeah. yeah. So then I yeah. was like, okay. So then I went on to a group that I was a part of, and I was like, what would you guys recommend for um, making big, ch- whatever? And someone yeah. recommended Atomic Habits. So then oh, yes. I had hours because when I was I was in this little spare room in our house just for hours a day by myself. So I just ate up audiobooks, but like yes. listened to Atomic Habits. Was like, oh my gosh. I think the biggest takeaway for me was starting small with Atomic mm-hmm. Habits, and then also your habits are tied to your identity. which I had just never really made that connection. I just thought behavior change was about doing something different, not like a representation of your internal world. It's like manifestation externally of what you're believing to be true about yourself, what you're capable Mm of. Mm -hmm. So anyways, that was a light bulb moment. But then that just started me. I truly listened to like 20 books on in that behavior science change realm about addiction, like all the things. Because I was like, this is fascinating how your brain actually works versus like real life stories. And um, and then listen to them on repeat. I think I actually finished Atomic Habits and then just started it all over again. (laughs) Do you know, I, because I think even listening to when you were on Justin Abbey's podcast, I was listening to you and I was like, I think the same way, like in in the sense of my relationship with habits. Um, But I listened to Atomic Habits, like the first three chapters, probably about eight or nine times. Wow. Like just those three because they kind of hit the main 
I mean, the whole thing's good, but like, that's yeah. I I really dove into it as well. He's also so he's actually a really good author. Yes, that was the interest. So I, it's funny because I'm not sure that's my favorite book anymore yeah. of all of them. Yeah, but he has so many good quotes because I think he's yeah. a good writer. Yes, and then I actually think I got more for some of the books that were had more. There's this one called um, Tiny Habits by B. Oh. J. Fox. He's a behavior science in. I think Stanford. Mm-hmm. So he has, he's like you, where he has hours of real life experience walking people through them. Yeah. Uh, through, you know, yeah. habits. And then yeah. he like maps them all out. So the real mm. life application was super helpful. Oh, that's cool. And that was like, oh, these great one liners in Atomic Habits. I see, I can see them manifested yeah. by his examples. Yeah. If that makes sense. But then, that makes sense. so in my class, I'll try to like, oh, it's like, I'll go find and quote that book. But he has no quotable quotes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. more like stream of conscious. I'm like, okay, I got a lot out of that book, but I can't really quote that book. Yes. So. Oh, that makes sense. So, okay, so you read Atomic Habits. Well, Holly gives you feedback, and this is real, guys. And sometimes we have to sit with the truth. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it, yeah. And then you read Atomic Habits. And what was the first habit you, that you thought, like, I'm going to try and cultivate It's not brain there. science, which people are usually yeah. disappointed. I think they want something. It's making my bet. Yes. And the funny oh part gosh. is that so yeah. many of my clients end up studying there, too. But then the interesting part is we all almost feel shame about it because we yeah. think it's something that we should have been doing for years. Like, yeah. Because you hear about it all the time. Yeah. And then also... Um, it's almost this like discounting it. Like that's what a real adult would do. So if I had been an adult years ago, so it doesn't count. And you're like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. that counts. Like that's momentum. So yes. making my bed. And then the next one was, because um, uh, my, that's the interesting part I think about habits is that I think a lot of, nobody, I used to tease that I was like a hot mess. I was like, frankly, I just wasn't. I was a hot mess in environment yeah. and then uh, finances and then yeah. morning routine. I would yes. say those were my weakest points of like yeah. actually having structure to my days. Yes. Now my morning routine is what structures the rest of my day. So I think mm. I was lacking those areas. Yeah. But relationship or um, physical fitness, like I've always really enjoyed being active and nutrition. Yeah. I was already meal prepping. So I think I used to almost paint myself more unfairly, but realizing I think most people have some areas like their strengths, they probably have a lot of great habits in. And then your yeah. weaknesses are where oh, the areas that well are lacking. Put. You yeah, know? Yeah. So I think like the idea that somebody has it figured out and others don't, I'm like, oh, they probably don't have they probably wherever your pain points are mm-hmm. is where I think you need to like people should dive into building yeah. habits. Where they come in with their wish list and you're like, totally, but what areas are on fire in your life? Yeah, like, that's such like, a good way. Those. Yeah. I think as um I work a lot with creatives, so um, at, in the atomic habits thing is like you have to see yourself as a writer, the identity piece, yes. and then do five minutes of writing every day. Like that could be your little habit, or just like first open the laptop and write one word. Yes, you know, and then just say I'm a writer, I'm a writer, and then you start being a writer. And um, um, but it's interesting. I like how you're talking about going after the areas on fire because I think that that. that emotional kind of energy is going there anyway Mm -hmm. so you may as well give attention to it what would you say to someone who's afraid to kind of like even looking at finances and habits like there's a lot of shame around that so like how would you tell someone who's afraid to go to the area where they're on fire it's funny because most of before I let people build habits I actually make them like sit with their emotions about the idea of building habits. So just this. Oh, wow. Actually list, like, why am I afraid of it? And then yeah. what do I feel? Like, what's my emotion? Why do I feel that? What am I believing to be true? Like, yeah. I'll ne- like 
I'll never be able to maintain, like make money or hold on to money or I'm irresponsible. Yes. And then kind of dive into like, where'd you learn that? And often you learned it Brilliant. in childhood or somewhere yeah. that you heard. And then actually connecting with empathy of like, oh, that's a near, like I'm buying into a narrative that was put on me or yes. I was told, like, what would it look like if that's not true? Like, yeah. what if this is something that I could work on changing? Because yeah. I think so often those areas that are on fire, people feel a hopelessness, so they mm. don't want to look at them because they yeah. don't feel like they, like, that's a forever reality. Well, and I think we're in extremes. Like, I've, and that's an area where, like, finances and body stuff, like consistency working out and that sort of thing, were the areas that I've really tackled in. But I used to be so extreme, like, yeah. all or nothing kind of person. Like, yep. I'm going to save this much of my paycheck and, like, I'm going to work out 10 times this week <laughs> and then then be just so defeated because I wouldn't be able to maintain that or be consistent with that. So any thoughts on like our extreme kind of pendulum swinging in yeah. habits? Oh my yeah. gosh. So we actually, one of the, I go after mindset shifts. Yeah. It's funny how I tease that we do the habits for sure and I'll teach you how to build them, but then yeah. really people need the bigger mindset shifts. So realizing yes. that there's emotions and identity tied to some of them, but then also like mm-hmm. debunking, I call it the all or nothing mentality because yeah. it really is like... People have used it for fuel. Yes. But it actually bites them in the butt most yeah. of the time. Because when it's not, like when you go for such big change, it's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. And then you feel almost equal parts shame yes. as you went big. <laughs> so yes. you're like, oh, I just can't. It's impossible. You're like, oh, actually how you're tackling it is impossible. Like, mm-hmm. be kind mm-hmm. to yourself. So that's probably one of the biggest things, too, is like, yeah. why are you feel the need to go so big? And a lot of times yeah. it feels... Um, one, the idea of when you're finally willing to look at it, it's so on fire yeah. that fear motivates how much action yes. you think's needed. Yes. So the idea of throwing a little bit of water on it is like, well, it doesn't yeah. do anything. Like it needs a fire hose. And you're like, yeah. fire hose is for a season, not for watering your plants. Like to keep right. a garden alive, a fire hose is not effective. You know? yeah. So the idea of like, oh, like, can you quiet the fear and say, hey, I'm working on this area. I can trust myself to keep working and investing. Yeah. Investment isn't a one and done thing. It's like yeah. little investments daily is going to change, is where change yes. happens. But also um, one of the expressions, I think it's in Atomic Habits, is that you're going for sustainability, not impressiveness. Actually, yeah. he says something that rhymes, so that's not it. Yeah. But yeah, the point is like, oh, yeah, like the bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. the idea of like, oh, that's actually yeah. unhelpful. And when you were talking to the idea of opening your laptop or just writing a sentence, yeah. one of the things I always tell people is you need to go offensively small. Because when so you tell good. people that, it literally is offense. You're like, yeah. I can do more. Yeah, I should. Yeah, I should do more. And you're like, yeah. oh, shoulds aren't like, sh- yeah. don't should yourself. <laughs> yeah, don't should yourself. Oh my gosh, I'm taking away so much from what you're saying right now. Actually, it was yeah. cool. My husband wrote his whole. So my husband wrote a book last year, and he took eight months to re- to write either the first two or three chapters, and then he finally made he read Atomic Habits, which is yeah. hilarious because I yeah. didn't know he read it. I read it like a month after him. He always yeah. teases. He's like, I read it and like did a few things, good things. He's like, yeah. you read it, and then you changed your life, and then you changed everybody. I was like, okay, well, I am a little dramatic, so. <laughs> I <laughs> love that. He read the book and then made a habit around writing, and yeah. it was, uh, he was gonna write for five minutes a day, and oh, then that's cool. his habit before it was that he was gonna prep his environment the night before, so he cleaned off his counter, had his laptop charged, and his coffee maker ready for him. That's so good. And then he wrote for five minutes, and the crazy part is that he wrote the rest of the book in one month, so he wrote eight chapters in one month with just the habit of the five minutes because it would go longer sometimes or it wouldn't. But then what he found was that 
because he was used to doing it so often, his content was better rather than having to throw away the first 30 minutes. Yeah. It was like almost like building a muscle where then yes. he could lift more and yeah. he got to the good stuff quicker. Oh, that that's makes sense. so good. That's so inspiring. I'm writing a book right now. So I'm like, oh, I'm taking notes. That's yes. really good. And then even yeah. doing it first thing in the morning, too, yeah. is like really that's helpful. That's really good. Because then he'd like circle yeah. back if he had more ideas later on. He's like, well, I'll add that sentence like yeah. later in the day, just pull out his phone. Yeah, that's so good. I, I think I saw Aaron on a podcast, maybe Chris Ballatin's about the book. And I remember the book being like really striking. What's the book? Called? It's something about it's from passivity. To, from right. numb to gnome. No, no. <laughs> wow, that's hard. Not a garden yes, gnome. No. From none. No, numb, I can't even do it. We can't talk today. Um, from numb to known. Thank yes. You. Yeah. And I, um, oh my gosh, like when I was hearing him talk about the book, I was like, this is such a needed book. Yeah, like I haven't read it, but I'm like, this is a great topic. (laughs) Fun fact, I actually have a tiny habit around reading his book. Oh, really? (laughs) Because I don't, I love reading. Sorry, I didn't mean to hit the microphone. I love reading, but it's all audible because with being mom, I do usually stack that habit where I'm doing the dishes or laundry. So I don't have my hands free when I'm quote unquote reading. So then with his book, I was like, I hadn't read it. And then I realized, I was like, this would be a really bad wife to not read your husband's <laughs> book. I can't yeah. do this. Yeah. So then I was like, but I don't have time to read. So I actually put it by our bathroom or toilet yeah, downstairs. Great. And I just read a couple pages every time I go. So now yeah. I'm two thirds of the way through. That's great. And I was like, oh, this is working. And I feel yeah. like proud of myself. And there's no shame. I'm like, I know I will finish. Yeah. It might take longer, but it's actually not about taking longer. And on some yeah. level, it's cool because I'm digesting more. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also like quoting him more. I was like, oh, I'm just in the part and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, so he feels oh, it's he been feels great. loved. Yeah, he oh, feels that's loved so good. and I'm getting to see it in yeah, my capacity. That's really cool. I think like even just to segue on this idea of numb, because I know I've gone even like hearing about your semi-rock bottom yeah. oh, moment. Very maybe much rock maybe bottom. a big rock. I just, yeah. just try to be kind. So um, gracious. It was yeah. rock bottom. Let's it hope was, it's rock bottom. Yeah, I want to go yeah, further. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, rock bottoms are, can be gifts because oh. they, yeah, they get to be a gift, like the creative thinking of, you know, I get to actually change, you know, and um, change things in my life. And when you would, I've had a moment like that and it really took me out of powerlessness and numbing because I think a lot of procrastination is like we just feel a little numb. And like, so how would you encourage someone who's kind of numb and doesn't have vision to really like sometimes pain causes us to change, but how do we get out of that numb place? You could probably quote your husband (laughs) to take action. Well, the interesting part is a lot of times I feel like when people are numb, there's been so disconnected with their heart for so long. They don't know why yeah. they're numb or yeah. when they're using something too numb, you mm-hmm. know, so this awareness of yeah. like, almost like, I don't feel anything. You're like, oh, that's actually an indication that you've yeah. probably shut your heart down. So getting in touch with that's so yourself and your emotions kind of more in the day to day then allows you, it almost like if you shut your heart down, you're not getting anything out of it, yeah. even inspiration or mm. passion. So the idea of like, what fuels you? What do you feel like yeah. you're meant to do in the unlocking of your daily emotions? That probably mm. will come as well. But yeah. even, um, so for me, that's kind of ties into, I have a section in my class where it's ditching unhelpful habits well, and how good. often most of them are numbing agents when we need comfort. Yeah. And it actually wastes like we don't think we have enough time to do pursue one of our passions or dreams, but mm. we give all this time to some of our numbing agents where mm-hmm. I always say the five S is social, spending, shopping, 
um, sugar, which is just mm. all bad food, but sugar specifically yeah. for me, yeah. and then sex. Yeah. Um, so the idea of like, oh, like we probably won't ever find the time to pursue our dreams. You're gonna have to like take it back from some of your numbing agents, mm. and even the idea of, but you can take like it's like usually we give them the waste, the castaway time because we mm-hmm. don't think five or ten minutes we could do anything with. But that's the cool part about the habit of like, oh, okay, like if you take five or ten minutes, you're gonna almost like you value it like more valuable real estate than yeah. you did before. So I want to not scroll because mm-hmm. I'm gonna send my dad that. Like that's one of the things I did before this is I'd be more intentional with connection with my family yes. and the idea of I like I, it looks different every week but instead of scrolling before yeah. your podcast I actually took the time to write my dad a more thoughtful birthday card than I have in years past so it's yeah. like oh five minutes could be such a dramatic difference if you use it differently yes so it's all yeah does that and then make you sense feel, and then you feel good because you're like I did a good thing yes <laughs> the dopamine you know the dopamine hit and then yeah. to the connection it's been shocking yes. to me how I think oh people so often think about habits for like finances yeah. nutrition fitness um, environment like keeping your house cleaner but I think the biggest the most life change has been the relational habits that I've gone wow. after, which it yeah. feels almost counterintuitive because relationships are so organic and then habits feel so like structured. structured. Yeah. yeah. But then I just think of habits as like a tool for growth. Yeah. So they're going to look totally different in yeah. a relationship than they do for fitness. But the idea of I want to be intentional investing yes. in that. Yeah. And it feels like you're putting your energy intentionally towards something rather than like scrolling social media where it just sucks all the energy yeah. out of you. So you're, you're getting a better yeah. outcome. It's a better investment, I guess, of your energy. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. Well, I have um, listeners who have kids and um, and clients that have kids that are trying to... Yeah, like get their kids to do chores and like, I don't know, like kind of, uh, yeah, trying to figure out like you're amazing, like you've been able to have a business and then raise kids and you've learned you're you're good at dancing, I would say. Oh, <laughs> I think that literally, and I just thought about me dancing yesterday. I was like, oh, I do not have good dancers. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you. Metaphorically, Metaphorically speaking, yes. Yes. Um, so I'd love to hear what this, well, how it's affected your parenting mm-hmm. Um, and your approach to incorporating habits with kids. Yeah. It was funny because before I started this journey of like getting structure with my habits for my environment, like a cleaner yeah. house, I was a hot mess with house. Yeah. So my friends would talk about these new chore charts or the things they're doing with their kids. And I literally wouldn't even take note because I was like, well, I'm hopeless. I can't teach some them to do something that I don't have yeah. like ground in, you know? Yeah. So then when I started doing it, I was like, oh, okay, maybe chores are in our future as mom learns how to do her own chores. Yeah. <laughs> she can help you. Um, yeah. So then well, the thing that I would say now just from experience is I don't ever give them chores like I think of chores more as tiny habits, like mm-hmm. breaking it down the components of. So I don't tell them to clean their rooms. I will tell them I'll actually make a list of pick up all your shoes, pick like or pick three of these, and I'll write oh, the components good. of a clean room. Oh, so pick up good. your shoes. All the trash needs to be put away. Books need to be picked up. Dirty clothes. Which three do you want to do? And yeah. The sis- or they alternate the sisters because they share rooms. Yeah. Get to pick between the two. But then in doing it. They don't feel overwhelmed. Mm. And then it's also really helped me because that's really actually what I do. Like habits stack for how I clean my room. I'm going to make my bed first. Then I'll yeah. put, hang up any of my clothes, put my shoes away, clean off my vanity, and then turn on my diffuser. So I'm like, oh, the same components of making it small mm-hmm. doesn't make it overwhelming for them. Yes. But then um, 
when I'm giving them like more daily chores, the first one I started with was having them unload the dishwasher every morning. Because my second yeah. habit after, I don't know if I said it, after making my bed was running my dishwasher every night. Oh, okay. And yeah, just yeah, start yeah. Atomically, sm- atomically small. That's yeah. kind of funny. I didn't actually, it was not, success was not filling my dishwasher. Yeah. It was just running it. <laughs> yeah. So some days okay. it had like five things and then other days I had it full, you know? Yeah. So then eventually I upgraded, but I actually needed to like, be consistent before mm. whatever. So then once I was consistent with that, I realized like, oh, I have to un- unloading it in the morning is actually helpful because then I don't have as le- as much to load at night if I can do it throughout the day, yeah. you know? Yeah. So then I was like, oh, it's like na- habits kind of naturally flow yeah. as you see what like, oh, okay, this would make sense to help this habit. So then I was doing that probably for a couple of weeks and then I was like, okay, I'm going to give the kids this habit. So then now their chore, which I think the one other thing about habits that I would encourage people is there's like an evolution. I think yeah. you think you create Either you dream about a good habit, and then it's the fit, and if it doesn't f- solve it, yeah. then it's like almost hope pro- proves that you can't fix that area. Really, like, yeah. actually, no. Like the concept of editing and revision is like such a part of habits. Mm. You have one up and running, but if it's not the first one, or if it was a bad moment, or you need to change your expectations, like expect to revise. Like, yeah, revision. That's, that's really good. One of yeah. my, I heard this analogy. One of the books that expecting that you would construct the f- habit off the bat, the first one that's mm-hmm. going to be your forever habit or whatever, yeah. um, would be like ordering, wanting a pair of everyday shoes that are good enough color that will match with most of your wardrobe, comfortable enough that you could wear them all day, yeah. not too stylish that, you know, like they're awkward for certain outfits, but then, you know, all this idea, like yeah. hit a bunch of things and then obviously fit you and that you would be able to order them online and the first pair that you have come in would be that, would mm. be everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, the idea, the same that's concept is so like a true. habit that you would make up and mm-hmm. never experience the pain or wear them around for a couple days would yeah. be the same idea. Like, you don't expect that to work with shoes. So why would you expect that to habit? Yeah. So then it takes out the, like, I'm not bad at this or I'm not hopeless. My yeah. tool's not the right tool. I haven't mm-hmm. found the right habit or formula for yeah. this area. So yes. anyways, with the, with the kids, they unload the dishwasher every morning. I first tried where they – we rotated, where one kid did one morning, and then that actually created more – fights when it wasn't their morning because they dreaded their morning. Okay. So realizing every day was actually easier. So then we mixed it up and you did silverware. My three-year-old did the Mm -hmm. silverware because that was the easiest and he would treat it like um, a sorting game. Yeah. Which was actually really cute. Yeah. Then they wanted to like swap. So then every month we swapped different and then I couldn't remember whose was what. So finally we now have um, and then they were dragging their feet. So now we're currently at the idea of it's first come first serve because they were fighting over what they want to do. So if you get down there and do it first you get to pick. So they're literally right running down the steps. I feel That's like a genius great. at this point yes. to like do it. And they're like, I already did my dishes. And they're like, oh, I didn't get to I'm like, this is awesome. Because yeah. before I was having to like, so this idea that seasonality, yeah. but then also to like, maybe this won't work in a couple months. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. I can switch it again. I know that I'm sticking to this one, but I'll like mm-hmm. let it flex with the season. Yeah. That sense, that's so. so good. I love that. And I think, yeah, because kids are so, you're learning your kids, yeah. but you're also learning yourself. Yep. <laughs> like, because it's like, how can you stick to one thing consistently when your emotions are kind of like raising children oh. <laughs> in some ways? It's so, I always yeah. laugh that I have to master the habit myself first because I can't, yeah. I have to handle my own emotional tantrums yes. <laughs> before I have room to handle theirs. Yes. So now like, I got it and I don't have all the emotions. I can unload the dishwasher so I can handle your emotions about unloading the dishwasher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so good. I I think for me too, I had to shift another one with kids was that um, there I'm not going for helpfulness at this point. Mm. Like I'm going to have to oversee it. I think I actually likened it to when I trained a new employee. The 
the idea that they're not going to be contributing as much as I'm training for a while. Yeah. So with the kids, I'm like, oh, but if I don't train now, when you are 13 and mm. capable of like being helpful, helpful, yes. like taking load off my plate, then you won't know how to do it. So yes. the idea of incrementally getting there where I just feel like I'm in the training phase. Yeah. Where like it actually does require my entire supervision when we yeah. when they put away their laundry, you know? Yeah. Otherwise it doesn't happen. But that's yeah. okay because one day like and then having just like my habits grow, like my expectations for them grow. So mm-hmm. like, oh actually I want you to hang up your stuff and not just shove it in your dresser. But yeah. even letting go some of my expectations off the bat when I gave yeah. them over to put away their own laundry a lot of times I was like, I'm going to be okay if they just sort it yeah. and the, to the right bins, but it's not yes. folded. Like letting yes. go of folding. Like I will have that expectation maybe in six months. Yeah. But for right now, I'm going to let you start here with an offensive you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember even as a kid, I would like make my bed, but really just pull like the cover over the mesh, the messy kind of sheets under it. Yep. And and my mom would walk in and she'd be like, Ella, it doesn't look like a magazine. It needs to look like a magazine. Oh. And <clears throat> kind of the pressure of, oh, I'm losing my voice, but kind of the pressure of like, I have to make all of it look perfect, but I love mm. how you're like bite-sizing it down because I think that's the tension with parents and kids is like, you have to clean your room and it's like, and now seeing it from a perspective of like, that might feel overwhelming. Let's yeah. like ease you into it and make you feel celebrated that you had some wins rather yeah. than fully like trying to like bite off the whole thing. <laughs> it's so true. But yeah. like you just said something, wins. So we actually yeah. like, and I when I think of a habit, I think there's like three parts. There's an anchor moment. So it's like yeah. your cue for when you start the habit. The little habit itself, which should be when you're making the first one, it should be five minutes or less. Yeah. And then the, um, celebration moment Ooh, at the end good. Yeah. because what they say is that if you can tie your emotion or sorry your habit to an emotion it's mm-hmm. like you actually get the dopamine yes. so you're actually wanting to the celebration moment is just like I'm really good at making my yeah. bed or something like that yeah. and saying it until you believe believe it and then also changes your perspective that it's worth like I always say that you want to be your biggest cheerleader own biggest yes, cheerleader and I we agree. have the shame of like when yeah. it's bigger I'll celebrate it or when I get oh, there yeah. it's worth celebrating but yeah. actually every time you do it it's yeah. worth celebrating because that'll make you want to do it again. Yeah. It actually codes it in your brain if you connect it to an emotion as remember this solution. This yes. is a solution to a happy emotion, which is like a flood of dopamine. Yes. So it's like a little lab rat when you actually yes. celebrate. So with my kids, I've really leaned into it That's where so I like cool. think like, they've been doing the dishwasher for over a year now. And I still will like scoop them up or be like, you are so good at doing the dishes. Like, yeah. thank you so much. Or we've gone through seasons where they get to pick the song on Alexa and it's like yeah. DJ or we do a dance move my my four year old uh, I spin him around on his belly with his arm yeah. on the floor and he's like do my um, dance move mom for the dishes and I'm like great that's Actually, so cute it was so cute one day I came down and he had done the dishes by himself yeah. he was three and he was yelling at Alexa play the song where the mom is proud of the boy <laughs> and I was like oh but you get it yes, yes that's so cute I love the celebrating the the little wins because I I know for me like because we're kind of in a culture where where like I ask my students um, if time was a person what what kind of relationship are you in with time Ooh. and they usually are like like for me I, if I was on a couples therapy session time said to me that I just don't value it 
and oh. <laughs> like and like it was funny hearing all of my students responses and for me because I have a history of avoidance mm-hmm. and so for me it's learning how to take action really quickly mm-hmm. And I love what you're talking because the old me would have felt more shame that I'm avoiding and force myself to mm-hmm. like not do that thing. And so part of my mm-hmm. journey was like writing down all the lists of the things that I'm avoiding and then being like, I'm going to celebrate the crap out of myself when I do these <laughs> two things and like really just like go, that was really hard. Good job. Yeah. Like me calling jury duty this me? morning. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, I did it. I wanted to avoid phone calls so much. Yes. Yes. Because. <laughs> it does reinforce like you're not bad Mm. you're you can be someone that like confronts and gets stuff done and changing that identity loop I guess yeah yeah so I love that you're talking about that like you were saying about the shame like oh I think so many that's one of the big mindset shifts to try to get people to go after too is the idea that we so are used to using shame for fuel like to motivate us but it actually does the opposite like it will work for it's like it putters out you know where and then oftentimes when you do feel when you let shame be your fuel and then you do fail Mm. it freezes you and that's why you don't look at it and let things neglect because you avoid because there's so much shame tied in so if we just don't allow shame in the equation at all we can look at like oh why didn't that work or why did I skip my habit I always I talk about taking the judge hat off which I think judge is like shame related and then putting the scientific like your scientist hat on yes because it's like oh it didn't work why it's actually yeah. engaging when yes. you, something doesn't go as planned rather than disassociating because yes. you don't find answers when you disassociate like yeah. shame actually is not actually have you ever heard this that in the brain creativity and contempt happen two different places in your brain but they can't fire at the same time so you oh, either wow. are engaged in being contempt like usually yeah. often at yourself or you're create you're using creativity so it's either like you're going to be judging yourself or you're going to be solving it isn't that crazy? You can't do it at the same time. So I'm like, this isn't even like a good idea. It literally is unhelpful. Wow. So the one of the phrases we try to like keep remem- reminding ourselves is shame is unhelpful. Yes, that's so good. And kind of, well, we had Bill Johnson speak at BCA yesterday, and he said that anxiety and resentment uh, kills creativity. So that oh, kind of yes, goes like literally couples along with that idea of the science, like the parts of your brain. That's so fascinating because yeah, like we fully shut down when we're in shame, yeah. or we go into overdrive of performance. Mm-hmm. And I love this. And that's where you can't, the all or nothing. Yes. That goes to the all side. Yes. And that's what's inside the all or nothing thing, guys. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. And so I guess mm, I think in kind of wrapping up the episode, how can people, I mean, people can do, people can do your course, right? Like, and so I think, well, one thing is having accountability and like talking about it and you have great community. So you're really good at like inviting people in. I always invite people into everything I do. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) Because it's just like you find longevity and then uh, it does, when you isolate, like my husband's, the whole concept is known and part of being known is inviting people in. So in areas, especially habits that seem like they're going to be hard, a yeah. big jump for me. Like I'm reading the Bible through for the first time yeah. ever this That's year. Such a big deal. I got the book, like because I got a specific Bible. <laughs> the book, the book, guys. I, don't worry, yeah. I had a Bible, but I got yeah. a specific Bible, and yeah. then I was like, "Who am I going to invite?" It was just not even a question yeah. of like, I won't be able to do this alone. Yeah. When I'm weaker, and when I'm the days that are hard, or yeah. Leviticus is thick, or number, and then you go to yes. Numbers, and you're oh, like, gosh, it's yes. not over yet. Okay. Yeah. Just, I was like, I need girls. Yeah. I need yeah. some other people doing this with me at that point. Yeah, that's so cool, and. I love that because I think that when I counsel or coach people and 
in different parts of the world. Um, we're very blessed here to have beautiful community. Yeah. I think. I think. I mean, not everyone experiences that, but like, <laughs> but we have a surplus of phenomenal people. We really do. We really do. And I. But some people around the world. Um, are really looking for a space where they can mm. connect. And I looked at your website. It looks like you have different time zones for – or times yes. in the day where you have group coaching. So you guys can actually be a part of a community. And where can they find you? Um, you can find me at Instagram on Je- at Jenna Zint, J-E-N-N-A-Z-I-N-T. That's my first and last name. But then, yeah, so that's one of the reasons we do the group coaching. Yes. I don't do a lot of one-on-one because there's yeah. an element of hearing someone else's struggles yes. that takes – the power out of your own and then yeah. they also cr- the creativity of like oh she tried that I wonder what variation of that would That's work cool. for me and then yeah. the accountability like yeah. you said too but um, yeah that. we're actually gonna my semester's ending right now and my next semester is gonna start the last week of April oh great so virtually I do it awesome. but what you were saying too with the people around the world even if no one takes my class that's fine but the idea of gather friends on text most yes. of my accountability groups um, half the people don't live here. Mm-hmm. It's like people who mm-hmm. are interested, who I know have that interest or want to tackle that area. Yeah. I'll invite them. I think the interesting part is when you invite people to do group things, the idea of like you can, if they say no, they're not rejecting you. Yeah. But it's worth finding one or two people and creating a yes. space for those who want it. You know, yeah. you do have to get over the rejection thing because people yes. are going to say no, but I'm like, oh, it's worth me having the six girl, six or seven girls reading the Bible for the five yes. close friends who said no. Yeah. Know? <laughs> oh, totally. I love that. So we're kind of hearing, hitting a few things in what behavioral change kind of is. And you're you're saying like it's identity based. Yeah. It's system and system based a little bit. So finding some sort of system like Aaron, you know, cleaning the table, making the coffee ready yep. to write. Starting really small, though. You know? And then starting really small. I think that's like the big key. And then inviting in accountability. Would you say that's yeah. like a recipe of like, yeah, building some momentum? I would say. And then the expectation that you're going to have to revise. Yes. That it's yeah. not indicative of, of it not working. Yes. You just haven't found the right solution yet. Yes. And, you know, some people, they'll come to me for coaching and they'll be like, how do I build confidence? And I think big, I mean, some of it is obviously emotional and like all these other things. But I think this is a way to build confidence and trust in yourself. Yes. Actually, that was my first. One of the things when I was doing the identity work in the beginning, I was like, I one of my mantras, I would just whenever I'd feel shame, start to even like I'm on a journey to rebuild trust with myself. I'm oh, lear- becoming so a kind good. of person who can trust myself. Yeah. But have you ever heard of the bridge statements? Sorry, I no, know you're wrapping up. No, okay. no, no. Bridge statements. Are, great so like we know about declarations, like mm. kind of most of our community knows the power of declarations. Yes. But psychiatrists have determined that your brain is like way more suspicious of your own voice. It believes your own voice, but then yes. detects untruths more as well. Yes. So if you say, I can trust, like for me, if I had just said, I can trust myself, mm-hmm. my brain would be like, that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> we have lots of examples yeah, in you the last hurt hour. Me. Yeah. yeah, you betrayed me. <laughs> of you not being trustworthy. Yeah. So the idea is this bridge statement is like, I'm learning, I'm becoming, I'm on a journey. Wow. But the idea is like, that's where I'm headed. Yes. But this is true now. 
Does that make sense? That's so, so it's like good. I'm becoming someone who can trust myself again, or I'm rebuilding trust with myself, or I'm on a journey to be a trustworthy, like, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's really interesting that once you start relating to yourself that way, you'll start relating to other people that it's way. It's so true. Yeah. You can't give away what you don't have. Yes, exactly. I love that. And that's such a great way to close up the podcast. Well, thank you so much for joining me. That um, was so great. It's been so fun having you on. And I guys, literally am like, is it over for real? I know. We've been going for like 50 minutes. Wow. It's amazing. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So much fun. Time flies yeah. when you're having fun. So, yes, guys, reach out to Jenna. I'll have all these details in the show notes. And thanks for joining me today. Thank you. Thanks for listening today. Please download, share with your friends, and write a review. If you would like to book in a life coaching session with me, go to my website at www.ella-hooper.com or follow me on Instagram at Next Brave Thing Podcast.